We are in week number five in our series on spiritual warfare. Uh, usually about this time on a topic like this, um, I start hearing things uh, from my sources. You know I have sources, right? Uh, uh, I start hearing from my sources that uh, some of you are thinking, you know, Pastor Jeff, you know, a week, two weeks on this topic, okay, but uh, it's getting a little discouraging. It's getting a little scary, getting a little creepy thinking about Satan and demons and attacking. Uh, and frankly, uh, it's a little depressing, so it's time to move on. Uh, so uh, if that's maybe some things that you're... Uh, thinking, and maybe you haven't been saying them, but uh, let me just draw some parallels to uh, that mindset. I know there's a Category 3 hurricane going to hit our area soon, but I got plans to go to the beach. And you know, I've already been to the store and I bought the picnic lunch, and I just want you to know when you're, you're telling me about this hurricane going to hit, it's really discouraging to my picnic plans. Or, you know, I know the rebel fighters have planted thousands of landmines in the area where we're going to go ride our bikes, Scott. Uh, but they don't show up on any of my maps. And, you know, you're talking about this landmines is just bringing fear. And you know what? I really don't need to hear about that stuff. I just want to go ride my bike. Amen? Yeah. Um, or... Um, I realize the CAT scan and the blood tests indicate cancer, but uh, all this disease talk, it's depressing. And it's not really something I want to think about, so just don't tell me any more about it. Or uh, you're saying this brand of hamburger I purchased has been recalled? <laughs> and thousands of people are really sick? Don't you know that I have a hankering for a good burger? Come on, quit talking about that stuff. You're ruining my appetite. <clears throat> Friends, if God's word is true and the Lord cared enough to warn us and give us this section of his word to stay protected, let's, let's not bury our heads. Let's not uh, just pretend and hope it goes away. We're in Ephesians chapter 6 today, so turn there in your Bibles if you haven't already. The first attack of the enemy is deception. The defense against deception is the belt of truth. We looked at that in week number two. That's transparent honesty with our commander-in-chief, and his name is Jesus Christ. I'm not going to blame anyone for my sin. I'm not going to excuse it. I'm not going to deny it. I'm going to accept that what he's making clear is sin. I'm going to do the U-turn and carry it to the cross. I'm going to confess it as sin. I'm going to ask him on the basis of his shed blood to wash and cleanse and purify. The second attack of the enemy is condemnation. The defense against condemnation, anybody remember, is what? It's the breastplate of righteousness. So when condemning thoughts and ideas come my way, I'm reminded, excuse me, but Jesus made the great exchange for me. 2 Corinthians 5.21, Jesus took on all our sin on the cross. Do you remember that? Jesus became sin for you and me who are his kids, and then he put on us all of his righteousness. So he made this amazing exchange. He took on our sin and put on us his sinless holy righteousness. 
Now that's a position that I need to hold on to and believe it and think it and speak it and live it. Those are the facts. That's my identity, and I'm going to hold on to who I am in Christ. The third attack of the demonic army is doubts. And uh, the defense against doubts, do you remember from last week? Uh, it's the uh, gospel shoes, the gospel shoes of peace. Romans 5.11, when we were still sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. Um, we were enemies of God, but Jesus Christ built the peace bridge to himself. Okay, So Jesus built the peace bridge to himself, and, and that's called what? It's called the cross at Calvary. And when we say yes to what he did for us on the cross, I stand on the gospel facts. This is who I am. It's secure, and it's not because I feel secure. It's not because I'm earning my security. What's the basis of our security in Christ? It's the finished work of Jesus on the cross. It's, it's his amazing, enduring, unconditional love. That's the basis for our security. Not my performance, not my feelings. It's Jesus and his finished work. The fourth attack of Satan and his demons, if you're taking notes, here's today, it's fiery darts. <laughs> it's fiery darts, and the defense against the flaming arrows of the dark forces of Satan is the shield of faith. And uh, we'll look at that in just a few minutes. The shield of faith. Now what's interesting is the first three pieces of armor are, are pieces of armor you put on and you keep on. You don't ever take them off. So when you think about the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the gospel shoes of peace, those are things that you keep on and you never ever walk around without them. Uh, how do I know that? Because the verbs used in those first three pieces of armor, it's to be. It's translated having. It indicates that you put those first three pieces on and you keep them on. Now, for the next three pieces of armor, it says take up, pick up, have them close by and ready to use at a moment's notice. Are you tracking with me? So the first three pieces you keep on, you don't take them off. And the next three pieces, you, you keep them close by and you're ready to use them at a moment's notice. It, it's a little bit like a baseball player's uniform. Think with me for a moment. And when a baseball player's going out to play a game, uh, you always keep your uniform on, eh? 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 A little Canadian baseball here, eh? Eh? Uh, you always keep your cleats on. You don't take your shoes off. And you keep your belt on, okay? You don't want to be losing the uniform other ways, okay? Uh, but your batting helmet, your bat, your baseball bat or softball bat, and your glove, you don't always wear those. You don't wear your glove when you go up to bat, right? But, but you keep them close by, and they're ready to be used at a moment's notice, okay? Today, we're going to look at that very first piece the one that you keep nearby and you're ready to pick it up as soon as it's needed, okay? The shield of, what is it? The shield of? Okay. Uh, some would argue this is the most crucial piece of armor 
to have nearby, to have ready, okay? Uh, different people would argue other ones, but, but I read several commentators say, this is the most important one. You gotta know this one, so pay close attention. Let's stand together. Ephesians 6, we'll start with verse 10. Let's read out loud together. Are you ready? Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, ye may be able to stand your ground, and after you've done everything, to stand. Stand firm, then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for loving us so much that you gave us these words of uh, warning, words of preparation, words of uh, danger ahead. And uh, Lord, uh, we know that that's true. Many of us, I, I suspect all of us at different times, have uh, had run-ins with fiery darts. So uh, I, I'm asking that even today you'll help us to understand what it is you're talking about as you talk about the shield of faith. And uh, Lord, I want to pray especially for my friends who are here who perhaps this past week have taken a fiery dart or two or seven. And Lord, some of them are wounded and limping emotionally, spiritually, physically. And Lord, I'm asking for healing. And I'm asking, Lord, that you might minister your words of healing and comfort and encouragement to each and every one of them. I pray, Lord, that as followers of your Son, our king, our general, our commander-in-chief, Lord, that we'll understand his commands very clearly today. Help us to listen with your ears. Uh, Lord, help us to pay attention and uh, put it to practice in our lives. Uh, as always, Lord, we recognize that uh, if we don't have your spirit present, alive, active, and welcomed in our lives, we've just uh, done a religious thing. So, Lord, uh, we truly desire to uh, see you do something in our hearts and minds and lives. So we invite your spirit to come now and take charge in this building, in your church, and take charge in each and every one of our individual lives.
And all the soldiers gathered at Walloon Lake said as one army. You may be seated. Ephesians 6 and verse 16. In addition to all of this, in addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith. Okay? So have it nearby and be ready to take it up with which you can extinguish uh, a few of the flaming arrows of the evil one. That's what it says, right? With, with which you can extinguish uh, most of the flaming arrows of the evil one. That's what it says, right? Uh, with which you can extinguish how many? The flaming arrows of Satan and his demonic army. Two types of Roman shields. There was the uh, small round shield. Um, I picture it, uh, it's sort of like a garbage can lid. You remember? We used to have great snowball wars with garbage can lids, and that was our wonderful shield, okay? Um, that's not the one we're talking about. We're talking the larger shield. Um, actually, probably a little taller, uh, as tall as four and four and a half feet tall. And the purpose of this shield, the theron, that's the Greek word for it. That's how we know it's not the little one, because the theron was the one that the Roman soldiers used to duck behind, okay? When you see the army and they're going to fire in, you're going to duck behind this, this, this shield. And this is going to catch the arrows and not me, okay? That's the purpose. Um, they would have thousands of these large shields, and they would literally form a wall of protection. Can, can you picture it? Can you picture thousands of these, these shields, and they would lock together, and when the arrows came storming and flying in, they would all duck behind, and together they would kind of form this wonderful shield against all of the fiery arrows coming their way. By the way, that's also a picture of the church. That's why we gather together. We stand together as God's chosen army, and we lock arms, and we stand together as the body of Christ. Um, the flaming arrows were interesting. Um, ancient warriors realized you could just fire arrows, or you could make them more intimidating, uh, more frightening, and more deadly if you took the sharp end and you put some cloth, dipped it in some tar or pitch or oil-like substance, light it, and then fire the arrow into the opposing army. Um, and, and, you know, it did some really good things if you wanted to uh, defeat the other army. Um, it would, even if it caught in the shield, a lot of times it would set the shield on fire because they were made oftentimes with wood and leather. So you'd set the shield on fire. That's kind of nice. Um, and even if you didn't hit the, the soldiers, a lot of times the tar would splatter. You ever had like tar and something hot and, and now it's splattered on you? It, it's nasty, I'm just telling you. And, and it does bad things to the eyes and to the skin and now smoke and just see the picture that's going on, okay? The Lord is explaining to us through Paul, okay? And through uh, an illustration of Roman soldiers, Satan and his demonic army 
they love to regularly fire fiery arrows at us, followers of Jesus. Well, why would he do that? Are you ready? Because we're on the other team. Because we're on the other side. We're a member of the opposing army. You got Satan and his demonic army, and you got Jesus and his followers and his angelic hosts, and he hates us, he despises us, and he wants to set our lives on fire. He wants to pierce us, wound us, and catch us with our shields down. Now remember, a lot of the shots of the arrows, they weren't fatal shots. The purpose was to injure and wound and put the soldier out of action. You tracking? So it might not necessarily be a deadly shot, but that soldier is no longer a threat if I catch him with his shield down. So, what's the faith part? It's the shield of faith. So what's that faith part in this shield? Let me give you a couple verses. You can write them down. Uh, Hebrews 12 and verse 2. Uh, Jesus is the author and the perfecter of our faith. So, so Jesus is the one behind. He, he gave us, he gave us the ability to believe and trust in him, and now he's the one who makes our faith stronger and grows. Galatians 2.20. I've been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Jesus Christ now lives where? In me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God. I live by faith in Jesus, the second person of the Trinity, who loved me and gave himself for me. 1 John 5, 4. This is the victory that has overcome the world. Okay, what's the victory that's overcome the world? the world. Are you ready? And the answer is our faith. <laughs> it's our faith in Jesus. Jesus is the object and the focus of our faith. Are you tracking? Uh, Jesus, matter of fact, is the shield. I could take you now to about 50 verses and show you all throughout the Old Testament, the shield mostly is used as an illustration. Sorry, you guys over there, you can't see it. I realize that. Sorry about that. Uh, and now the, you know, oh well. Uh, anyway, Jesus is our shield. Jesus is the object of our faith. We were saved, track with me, by trusting in Jesus Christ, and we are positioned for victory because Jesus now lives in us. Does that make sense? The key to overcoming strongholds, the key to overcoming addictions, the key to winning in spiritual warfare. Are you ready? It's Jesus Christ. It's daily faith in Jesus. Why? Because he's our shield. He's the one we run and hide behind. Let me give you a definition of faith. And uh, th this is a good one. This one comes from Tony Evans one of my favorite preachers out of Dallas. Here's what he says. Faith is acting as if something is true even when we don't understand or see clearly. Isn't that good? Faith is acting as if something is true even when I don't understand or see it clearly because God said so. Because God's word said so. So I'm, I'm going to act and, and, and I'm going to believe that it's true even if I don't understand or see it clearly. 
Now here's, here's what you need to catch. Faith is tied to action. Faith is not, I believe in my head. I'm trusting in my head. I'm relying in my head. Faith is all about action. Well, how do you know that, Pastor Jeff? Hebrews chapter 11. You ever heard of that one? It's called the Hall of, anybody? Hall of Faith, yeah. But I would argue it's really the Hall of Action. Let me, let me go. Hebrews 11, by faith, Abel offered. Abel just didn't think nice. He offered the right sacrifices. By faith, Noah, what did he do? He prepared the ark. He, he didn't just say, well, that's a nice thing, God, and uh, hope you're doing well with that boat that you want me to build. No, he acted. He prepared the boat. By faith, Abraham obeyed. And he offered his son. By faith, Isaac blessed. By faith, Rahab, the the harlot, welcomed the spies in. Can I say this again? You ready? Faith equals activity. Faith is action. They all reach down. Everybody in the hall of faith reaches down and picks up their shield. So again, I just want you to understand, it's, it's all about activity. The shield of faith goes hand in hand with action. Faith is acting on God's truth. Well, I'm not sure I like these verses. I'm going to act whether I like them or not. Well, I'm not sure I understand why God's asking me to do this. I'm gonna act and I'm gonna trust even though I don't understand. Um, I don't feel like doing that, Pastor Jeff. My feelings, my emotions. I'm gonna act whether I feel like it, whether I'm, my emotions are in it or not. That's faith. Faith is a function of the mind that shows up in our feet. That's another Tony Evans saying, isn't that good? Faith is a function of the mind that shows up in our feet with activity, with action. Um, I'll use this chair. Um, I've sat in this chair for years, and, and I believe that that chair will hold me up today. And, and I'm trusting that it will hold me up. But it's not faith till I do what? That's faith. Wouldn't that be funny if I collapsed? <laughs> I just got to thinking, it'd be really bad. <laughs> bad faith. But anyway, until you sit down, it's not faith. Uh, so, how much faith does it take to pick up the shield of faith? Think with me now. How much faith does it take to pick up the shield of faith? And the answer is Matthew 17, 20 and Luke 17, 6. And some of you are already thinking, it takes how much? Uh, the, the seed of a mustard grain which is like, if you take a pin right now and make the smallest dot you can on your hand, that's the size of a mustard grain. Not, not a lot. And, and, and even that amount of faith can move mountains. Because, let me tell you this, the key to faith is not the amount of faith. The key to faith is who is the faith in and who is our faith in as followers. Who, who's our faith? It's in Jesus. He's the object. He's the focus of our faith. The shield is Jesus and his words and his commands to us. 
found in his instruction manual. The words of Jesus Christ today, this is his instruction manual to us today. And, and I get my life aligned with his book. And, and that's the key to faith. We trust in Jesus and his inspired word. Habakkuk 2.4, the righteous shall live by faith. 2 Corinthians 5.7, we live by faith, not by what? And some of us were saying, well, if I can't see it and understand it and, and agree with it and feel good about it, I'm not doing it. No, no. The righteous live by faith. Faith is action taken based on the authorization of someone who knows what he's talking about. Should I say that again? Faith is action taken based on the authorization of someone who knows what he's talking about. And who is it that knows what he's talking about for us here on planet Earth. It's Jesus Christ, and it's his revealed word, the Bible. So my faith is not in my faith. My faith is in Jesus Christ, my shield, my rock, my savior, my king. Now, fiery darts are aimed at us for a reason. Track with me. They, they are meant to frighten us, to intimidate us, to create confusion, to create chaos. And I won't ask you to raise a hand, but I just wonder how many of you this past week can think back and say, yep, I was scared, I had this time of intimidation, there was some confusion, and there was some chaos going on around me. Good chance there were some fiery arrows flying around you. So whenever we sense flaming arrows are in the air, here's the option, you ready? I can just stand there and do nothing, and what's gonna happen? Fiery darts coming at me, and I do nothing, what's gonna happen? I'm going to get pierced and burnt and smoked. Uh, that's what's gonna happen. Because the Lord does not magically pick up the shield, and now by magic put it in my arms, and now I'm protected. When the darts are in the air, and I know they're coming, what do you got to do? By faith, I got to pick up the shield that Jesus has provided, that Jesus is. He, he's equipped me with this, he's commanded me to do this, and now as a good soldier, a wise soldier, I'm going to pick it up and I'm going to act. Now, uh, I want to give you some everyday illustrations because I want you to get it, what fiery darks look like, and then the choice we have to make, whether we're going to pick it up or not. Now, Satan and his demons are great students of you and me. Think about it. Uh, Case, I think he walks around and he knows you. Myron, he knows you. He knows which arrows are most effective. He knows the timing when it's most effective, and he fires them at just the right time, and I think it's different places for different people. So all I can do is share four examples from me, okay? And, and I can tell you, um, yep, all four of them have been fired at me in the last six months, okay? So this is from me. Um, might not look exactly like this, but I think you'll understand when we finish. Okay, first example. Um, we're eating 
uh, a nice meal at a nice restaurant, okay? And we've had a great time, talked, family, waiter brings the bill, and I just casually take a look at the bill, and the waiter did not charge me for two appetizers and the dessert and uh, the Coke or the Pepsis that he served, okay? So now, the fiery dart, believe it or not, just landed at my table because already in my head, I've got this little voice saying, you know what, that's over 20 bucks and it's not my fault this guy can't add. Um, maybe there's a special going on today. Maybe it's free appetizers and desserts and, and uh, Cokes and Pepsis today. Uh, maybe, Jesus, you're blessing me with this waiter with a bad memory. Thank you, Lord, for the blessing. What you don't understand, that was an arrow. I can keep thinking that way and trying to play religiosity with what's going on, or I can pick up my shield, and I know that even here in this restaurant, Matthew 5, 16 applies. You know what it is? Let your light so shine before men that they can see the shield, see your Savior, Jesus Christ. So, so here's, here's my choice. Now, now it's, it's in the air. I know it's here, and, and I can just say, oh, I'm going to ignore it and, hey, an extra 20-something bucks. Or I can say, excuse me, waiter, um, uh, we need to discuss the bill for a second. Uh, I think you forgot. Got it? That, that's an example of a fiery dart. Uh, second example. This one wasn't very long ago. There is a mega line at the bank. Mega. Like 12 people ahead of me, I counted. Um, and I'm, one of my strong suits is not patience, and there's only one teller. One teller, 12 people. I don't know. I think somebody was trying to purchase a business in front of me. But that's a different story. So when I finally get up there to the bank, to the teller, she then proceeds to explain to me that there's corporate rules, meaning I'm gonna have to wait one to two weeks while this bank accomplishes what I know should happen today. So this should happen today, but because you are a mega corporation and gotta go talk to Texas first, you're telling me I gotta wait one to two weeks. Now, how is that a fiery dart? Well, already in my head, words are beginning to form in my mind, okay? And they are not nice, kind, considerate, joy-filled Jesus words. They are words of sarcasm. And I, that is one of my gifts in the flesh. I'm very good <laughs> at sarcasm. And they're forming, and I got really good things to say to this woman. Um, about how stupid her bank is and you are the same for working there and it's going and it's going and they're just about to out so I can just let them fly or I can pick up my shield. <laughs> and, and here's the shield, Ephesians 4.29. Jeff, don't let any unwholesome words come out of your mouth. Nothing, nothing that's not healthy and good. And, and then I pray Psalm 141 and verse 3, Lord, you better set a guard over these lips of mine. You better set a watch over my mouth right now. Do you understand the attack? Um, 
it didn't, it's not nearly as spooky as you're thinking. It's pretty average, it's pretty mundane, but this is the kind of stuff we deal with all the time. Third example, and if you're a parent or a grandparent, you've had this, I promise, I've never met anybody. It's midnight and the weather is not great and your teenage child is not home yet and you wake up and you begin to think through all the awful things that might be happening right now. Uh, you begin to stew and worry and fret and you already start planning the funeral and how on earth, Lord, am I going to get through that and it's going to be awful and, and now those darts are about to pierce you in bed. Moms, dads, grandmas, I know you've had this because we all have. So I can just let that keep going and pretty soon I'm consumed or um, I can grab my shield and pick it up and Philippians 4 verses 6 and 7 come to mind. And here's what it says, do not be anxious about anything. Command. But in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, Present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. And then I can say, okay, Lord, I realize this child that you've given me is on loan from you. I'm just a steward. He's not mine. She's not mine. They belong to you. So I give them back to you, and I trust you with them right now, and I'm going back to sleep. Amen. It's a choice. I'm telling you, when you do it, I go back to sleep. Fourth example, all week long, and this is another week that I've been, oh Lord, shield of faith, show me, guide me, lead me, make clear what you want me to say on Sunday. And all the time when I ask, the Lord comes through. The Lord shows me exactly what I need to say. Thank you, Lord, thank you. And then you all are coming out my door and you say nice things to me, and I think to myself, I knew I could do it. <laughs> Jeff, you are amazing. <laughs> and I'm telling you, that's a temptation. <sighs> some of us think too highly of ourselves, some of us too lowly. Either way, you're thinking of self, that's pride, overemphasis on me. But either way, I'm just telling you, that's an option. That's a fiery dart for me. Or I can pick up my shield the instant I'm starting to think that way, and here's what I got to say, God opposes the proud. God opposes those who think, oh, you think you can do this on your own, big boy? Okay, next Sunday, you're on your own, okay? Uh, he opposes that sort of thinking, but he gives grace. He gives strength. He gives mercy to those who are humble. And then I got to quickly say, Lord, thank you. You know, and you're coming out, and I say, isn't God good? Isn't God's word great? That's really not for you, that's for me if I say those things because I know where I'm at. Do you see the makeup of a fiery dart? It really isn't as scary and mysterious as we like to make it. It's Satan attempting to get us to ignore the words of Jesus and his inspired word. It's, he's going to do everything. They want us to get us. It's a temptation to trust in our own ways in our own understanding instead of God's ways and what he's made clear to us. That's, 
That's the, the heart of what a fiery dart is. It's trying to get us to do it my way, my thinking, instead of God's way. And on those times when we don't put our faith in alignment with God's word, um, then quickly get up and make it right. Because sometimes we're like laying there, oh, I'm shot. Think about it. I'm shot, Trev. Oh, I'm burning. And we just lay there for hours and days and weeks. And it's like, get up. Get up and run to the Lord and make it right. Call it sin. Ask him to wash and cleanse. And then he'll show you if you need to go make something right with someone else. If you chewed out the lady at the bank or if you said something foolish to the waiter, go make it right. A couple years ago, we were on a pastor's retreat. I called and ordered two pizzas for us pastors. Um, I paid the bill. I'm thinking, wow, that was really cheap. Two pizzas for Ellis. And she said, yep, two pizzas for Ellis. Still the same amount. Okay, I'm back to the car. I'm feeling really smart. Wow, that was cheaper than I thought it would be. Uh, my reasoning was this, okay? Don't look at the bill. Don't look at it anymore. You already paid. Don't look and you'll feel fine, okay? A uh, couple days later, now it's Saturday and I'm getting ready to speak on Sunday um, and it's not going away. It's not. It's, it's like gnawing at me. Uh, okay, I'll get the bill out. Get the bill out. And I'm thinking, I, I still don't know. So I got on the website, and I go and I look up. Oh, nope, sure enough, she just charged me for one pizza. Uh, I, I knew I didn't want to look. So I call, this is in Indiana. I call Indiana, look up the numbers, speak to the manager. Uh, yeah, this is awkward conversation. Hi, um, I ordered two pizzas from you on Wednesday. Um, well, she only charged me for one, so I'd like to give you my credit card numbers for the, for the other pizza. Um, I'm just telling you, that fiery dart was wearing a hole in me, burning my life. It felt so good to deal with it. And then you deal with it with the Lord, and it's gone. And healing begins. Could be that some of you here today, Satan and his demons have been firing lots of fiery arrows, temptations, flying your way. Um, you know the way you should go. You know how to pick up the shield. But too often, you just haven't been doing that. And maybe you're here today and you're limping around and wounded because you're not picking up the shield. You're listening to your own ways. And you're acknowledging the way you think you should do it according to your feelings and not the way that Jesus would have you to go. Are you ready? Give me your eyes. I have great news. He's not mad at you. Our Savior is not mad, and he's not ready to kick you out of the family. You know what he's saying right now? He's saying, I love you, and I've equipped you, and I've given you the best equipment that can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the enemy. Would you start using my equipment? I love you so much. I, I want you to do it my way. We don't have to live defeated, I give up sort of lives. Too many of us, I quit, I can't do it, it's too, no, it's really not. There comes a point where you realize the arrow is coming, uh, which way am I gonna go? Lord, by your grace, help me to start picking up the shield and doing it your way. 
your way. Let me, let me give you one verse and we're done. We are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ who loves us. Let me, let's say, you say it with me. I am more than a conqueror. Say it. I am more than a conqueror through Jesus who loves me. I am more than a conqueror through Jesus who loves me. Do you believe that? That, that's the question. Do you believe that? If you do, then know he's given you awesome equipment. And the next time the fire arrow comes, pick up your shield and do it Jesus' way. Let's pray. Lord, I just want to say you are awesome. And you walked on earth and all the things we just talked about, the temptations, the attacks. We know for 40 days you were under bombardment by Satan. So you know what we're talking about. And I'm praying especially for those who Satan is doing his best to set on fire and wound and discourage and just say, I quit. Lord, I pray for those who are wounded and pierced even this morning where the burning and the piercing are still going on right now. I pray, Lord, that you'll give them the courage and the faith not just to lay there, but to do the U-turn and run to the cross. Lord, may today they recognize that you're not mad at them, that you're not going to kick them out of the family, that you really do forgive. And you really do want us to be protected. So help us make it a passion and a priority to do it your way, to have the shield of faith ready to pick up the next time we see an arrow coming our way. We ask this all in the name of the one who is our shield, our rock, our savior, our king, the awesome one, Jesus Christ. Amen. Prayer room is open. And it uh, could be that maybe some of you who've uh, been hit or under attack could use some prayer. So make your way over there.